Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. For this week's episode, Megan and I are back with an Unpopular Opinions Reddit episode. It's actually been a minute since we've done one. It has been. We do, like, we try our best to space our Reddit episodes out, but sometimes we go through because we're like, it's been a while. Let's, like, double check how long it's been. And sometimes we kind of surprise ourselves. Like, we really do take typically a pretty good gap between, especially, like, between the same. Like, it's been a while since we've done an Unpopular Opinions one. So I'm excited for today. I always like circling back to these types of episodes. Mm-hmm. These ones are usually a little bit more fun and lighthearted, I feel like, than the Am I the A-hole Reddit because it's just unpopular opinions with little to no consequences mm-hmm. or like morals attached. Yeah. So they're fun. If you're unfamiliar with this style of episode or just like Reddit in general, um, Reddit has different subreddits of different topics. There's an unpopular opinions subreddit where people it's basically can post like an online forum. There's different yes. categories for basically anything. And so on the unpopular opinions subreddit, people post what they deem is an unpopular opinion. People can comment, upvote, downvote if they agree or disagree, and it just creates a space for conversation. And we have stolen these uh, topics from the subreddit to uh, discuss with you guys. Before we jump into the episode, we always like to do weekly spotlights, a little reading update, anything else we want to catch you guys up with, just things that have been going on. So, weekly spotlight this week. Anything sticking out to you? I've had a great weekend, I feel like. This weekend's been just good, productive, getting things done that need to get done, um, staying on top of like the things that I wanted to do. So, I'm pleased with that. I am in like, I haven't done this yet, but I'm in like a, a clean out mode. So I feel like later today I want to like go do like a closet clean out and get my closet organized a little bit more. Um, just because like there's more things that I can clean out that like there's clothes I don't wear. My shelves are getting a little overwhelming with stuff I'm not wearing. Um, otherwise, I feel like, you know, it's been a good weekend, but nothing like, nothing crazy, nothing dramatic. You know what was funny? Uh, it's been busy really at the like gym. A, I don't know if it was today, but yesterday when really. Sierra and I went, it's the new year. Uh, I feel like I'm doing a good job staying on top of like trying to progressively overload as we've talked about. Um, I'm working up to 115 kind of being my regular back squat number good. at this point. I did do, I made sure I like bumped up my weight on my, the step ups at the machine yesterday because I did my squats and I didn't bump those up, but I, they felt good. I just, you wasn't, I wasn't, you wasn't I wasn't ready there for that. Yet. Um, so then I went to the step up machine and sometimes I range between like usually like 35 and 40 pounds depending on the day. And usually I'll do like eight to 10 reps. So then I did, I think I started on like 35 or 40. I don't remember. And then I was like, let me see if I can do 12. And then I did do 12. Yeah, shoot. I was like, okay, let me bump it up. And then I think that I did eight to 10 for that. So I'm trying to be more mindful. Yeah. 
That's good. So we'll see if we can keep working on that. I guess my weekly spotlight can be specifically that I worked out four times this week and I feel like it's been probably a minute since I did like a full four times for a week. I'm usually like two to three, I feel like, or I had been. So that was good. Always getting your walks in with Vegas though. I am. So. Um. Anyways, I was going to talk about how our dad asked us to come over yesterday to help him. He was painting um part of his dad are so funny specifically our dad is funny specifically our dad so i guess in his front entry there's been like holes and and he wanted to patch for a while his entryway is one of those like entryways where it's like two stories like a foyer yeah and so very tall high ceilings like probably 20 20 30 feet two stories um and so he had a part that he needed help with because he had to put his like ladder up against the wall and he wanted someone to like stand by the ladder to make sure it didn't fall which is a good idea you know better safe than sorry don't want to get hurt um but it was funny because we go over there and we're like so what are you painting like it looks like it's all done everything looks the same color and granted he was painting it like pretty much the same color um because he had like patched holes is that what he was doing yeah it was like ever since he'd moved in which he's been in this house for like 14 years now it's always bothered him that there's like just different nail holes different things that need to be patched different like nicks in the walls or just like you know your scrapes or anything and it has just been bothering him for the past 14 years and it's been on his to-do list so he finally finally got it all done and was now painting paint them but he you know painted the entire wall essentially the same color because like once you paint a little bit mm-hmm. he's like well you can tell where the paint is but it got to a point where like he had painted the whole lower half of the wall without our help and then we went over there because he was using ladder and it got to a point where he was painting and he had to like back away like 20 feet to see like where did i like, he's looking so hard like to figure where out. did the paint start and stop and i was like you know Meg and i were both saying if this is what you're having to do you could probably be done painting yeah no one can tell I was backed up like 20 feet and I was like, I genuinely can't tell where you started and stopped. It all looks the same color. Um, he still continued yeah. and like finished. But it, it was, was also funny. funny because he had been doing this like he was doing the lower half and some other things with the ladder the day before painting. And he told us he uses like uh, some rugs to like help with putting the ladder on that have like, you know, those grips underneath like r- most rugs do so that it like doesn't slide. But he said one of his rugs must not be very grippy anymore and i don't know exactly how high up he was but he was telling us how he was up on the ladder doing some painting and then he could start feeling the ladder like slowly (laughs) going down so he like hurried up super fast to like get down off the ladder all was well all was fine but you got to be careful you guys when you're on ladders Mm -hmm. be careful megan's unpopular opinion is that christmas lights are oh yeah i think don't ever bother with Christmas lights. I just feel like you hear too many stories of, like, people falling off a ladder, either dying or getting paralyzed. Like, it's not worth it. Get one of those. Get or hire cheaper. Someone. Do just above the garage. Like, you do not need full-on Christmas lights. Us people civilians no, should not be on our roofs. Why are we on our roofs? That's what I was just going to say. Why are we getting on our roofs? I just think it's not very smart. And if you're not, like, super cautious and just very aware that like something could go wrong if you're not paying attention all it takes is like a split second and your life could be forever altered um what was something else that he was that was funny he was i feel like my hour was just like on the bottom of the ladder holding oh, wait, wait 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 
But he gets to the top of the ladder and he's like painting. No, <laughs> didn't he just say, this is crazy? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's just, so Sierra and I are on either side of the ladder holding it in place on the stairs. Barely doing like anything. But just for like, you know, comfort and security. But every he's, time before he, he would go up, he'd say, you guys got it? Like you're holding it? And I was like, there's not much, we're not really holding it. We're just stabilizing. Anyway. He's up, you know, as high up as he can be to like reach kind of I mean, towards the ceiling. it is high. Yeah. And, but it was just funny because he was up there. <laughs> and it's like, it is kind of crazy, but like it's not that crazy. And he was just like up there on his own. I don't even know if Sierra and I were like really talking to ourselves or what. But then just out of nowhere, he's like, this is crazy. <laughs> it was like, it was the funniest thing. You had to be there. Yeah. Anyway. Because it was, was like, you know, in the world of like crazy things, this is probably not, not that crazy. Yeah. But it was funny. He just like kept making like small remarks like that of like, why am I doing this? This he's is really like, high. I can't look down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that he's was more scared uh, of heights than he realized. Something we helped with yesterday, and then he bought us pizza for dinner. So, for all of our hard work, for all of our hard work, stabilizing the ladder. We also, I don't know if we'll like share any of them, but Sierra and I made like a little list with kind of our dad's help, but he wasn't really like hitting the mark of what we were going for. because well, it's pretty popular on. I mostly see it on TikTok. People do like their predictions for the year ahead, and typically they're pop culture based. And so I was trying to say, like, oh, like, Daddy, you can help us come up with a list, too. Like, Meg and I were shouting some stuff out. Um, like, you know, who's going to get together? Like, what's two celebrities? You know, mm-hmm. what's going to be, like, the Taylor and Travis of next year? Um, just stuff like that. And our dad kept being like, something like, oh, like, the war in Ukraine is, like, going to blow. I was like, that's not like, it was really, like, fun and lighthearted. This, like, that may happen. Like, something you can make your own happen. But it's not really what but I'm going for. That's not what I'm going for. Like, it's more like, ooh, like, what? something like would be weird if you predicted and he just wasn't getting the vibe of the predictions i was wanting um meg and i just to put should i pull out the i list? know i was like you should pull out the list um the first we one i remember you off the top of my head meg and i's prediction for celebrity couple to come to fruition is Lori harvey and jalen hurts i feel we like just that could feel, happen feel good about it we were trying to think of our original thought which i still think this could happen but we couldn't come up with like a good option to decide on but since the olympics are this year i feel like there's going to be kind of like an it athlete, an it athlete of 2024 who is single is going to be getting a lot of hype and therefore following like the another olympics celebrity stuff. like slide into their dms yeah so watch out for that i do feel like we're getting like another high profile olympic athlete and then maybe other a or b list celebrity reaching out to them um we said pat mcafee is gonna get dropped from espn there's like this isn't like wouldn't be that totally crazy because yeah. there is some like you know issues seeming like, to be yeah. lingering with the his show and the network. Um, our dad had predicted that Taylor and Travis are going to break up. I put a parenthesis that that was his prediction because I am not manifesting that prediction. I think they'll stay together. Uh, Megan said I that don't, I do not know why. I don't know why. And okay. she has nothing against Mark Rober, but she thinks he's going to get canceled. Yeah. So, um, this is me trying to come up with like the weird thing that's going to happen of this year so like we've had that one the suez canal and then there's also that was the panama canal no it was i actually remember have there been two why am i no i think i said panama but i think it was the suez canal where that cargo ship got stuck and it's like i mean obviously it was like not good and there were like delays and stuff but like it was overall like lighthearted. like everyone's just like laughing having a good time yeah um 
And there's Ocean Gate. That was not fun or lighthearted. But everyone was But it was something it. that like was just like this crazy one-off thing that happened that everyone was like paying attention to. This, I'm not manifesting it, but my prediction was like with all the cruise ship stuff going on and like the increased talks of like pirate ships, my prediction is that like a pirate ship is going to like try to overtake a cruise ship. Now, typically pirates go for cargo ships, but like, I don't know. We'll just... I'm just we'll saying it may happen. I don't know. I'm not manifesting it, but like that's just a thought that I had. Um, my dad said he thinks Tom Brady and Giselle are gonna get back together. I was like, I don't know, maybe it could be. I, I was like, this is the closest prediction that's like on trend with what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was you or Dad, but the Olympics getting called called off dad, because of war. Dad was saying that. Yeah. He's I very hope focused not. on war. Yeah. I was like, this isn't really fun. Uh, Megan said that Putin will die from cancer. He had me on the war. I was like, <laughs> Megan's like, you know what? While we're here, um, that's all we had aside from the Jalen Hurts and Lori Harvey getting together. So a mixed bag of sorts mm-hmm. of predictions. We'll see if any of these we'll happen we, or not. We, we'll revisit later. If any of these happen throughout the year, like I'm We've sure we'll remember. Now. Um, okay. We'll revisit. What else? Book update. Book update. Um, when was if we recorded last Sunday? Did I already I already finished a Court of Wings and Ruin at that point? So I reread Book Lovers by Emily Henry. I was just kind of in like a reread mood, and I rated it four and a half stars the last time I read it. My rating stayed the same this time through, um, but I always enjoy Emily Henry's books. So I finished that, and then I also had started and am now focusing on Out on a Limb. I don't remember the author, but it's on Kindle Unlimited. And I've heard pretty good things or people who have read are kind of like surprised at how much they enjoyed it. So I will say, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure it says in the summary, but for some reason I had like no thoughts going into this book, but it has a pregnancy trope, like an accidental pregnancy trope, which I don't typically like, but so far it's, it's okay. I'm not minding it. So we'll see how it keeps going. I could finish it today because I think it's like reading pretty quickly. So I don't know. We'll see. I have entered my Akatar era per Megan's request. Um, finished the first book already, gave that one four stars. I'm now reading the second book. It's so fun seeing the same thoughts and confusion of just like finishing the first book. And then like, if you are in the book talk community, even if you haven't read Akatar, you basically know for sure about Recent and him being like who she ends up with. And then the whole first book is not about him. It's with a different guy. And so I went into Akatar being so confused and I was like, what is going on? Why do people like this guy and all of that? So I had no idea it was coming. So having read now, I guess now I finished all the first three books. It's fun to watch Sierra kind mm-hmm. of have the same thoughts. And I'm just like, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop, you know, when I'm like, I know. I've I kind am- of given Sierra hints of like when different big things happen, like chapter 54 and chapter 55 are like the big things, but Obviously, like, you have a whole story mm-hmm. to read until then. So I'm planning. Like, that's, like, 500 pages in. <laughs> yeah. At the latest, because I'm trying to, like, really be more intentional, you know, starting my reading off right and, like, staying on top of it, because especially since these are longer books, like, I'm trying to stay on top of my reading, at least in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. not hopefully end up in the same spot I was in at the end of last year, One reading my 50th book on the is, She's literally finished, like, four books now, and it's Insane. January 7th. Like... I don't know how you read I go so on my fast. Goodreads and she's like, start, finished, rated. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm enjoying it. I will have to see if I give this one like four stars or like anything other than that. I definitely think it would still be like minimally four stars. Um, I know everyone like loves the second book, mm-hmm. so we will see. We'll have to see. I don't. I kind of feel like you'll probably take a break between. I this think one I'll and have to one. just because like I'm gonna need a shorter book. Yeah, these are both kind of long. Um, but I will. When eventually, when you do decide to get back to it, I will be happy because the third book was my favorite book that I've read so far. Um, so that one I did rate five stars, which everyone like. Everyone's like the second book is like the favorite book of all time, and I did enjoy that book, but I liked the third one more. So. It'll be interesting to see how it stacks up for me. Yeah, your rating. Um, okay, let's get into some unpopular opinions. So, first one I have is, It should be okay for children to call adults by their first name in casual settings. Whenever a child is in the presence of adults, the, ex- the expectation is they refer to the adult by their gender and last name, i.e. Mrs. Williams or Mr. Johnson. I understand for teachers or doctors, but for your friends' parents, your parents' friends, or your neighbor, there's no reason to not let kids call them by their first name. Everybody else calls them. Um, I feel like this depends entirely on context. Like, our parents' friends, we have always just called them by their first names, you know? Because it's, like, that casual setting. Yeah. I also kind of, I think it mostly depends on, like, what kind of environment you grow up in. Like, the South especially, everyone's mm-hmm. ma'am and sir or, like, Mr. and Mrs. so-and-so. We never grew up in an environment where it was always like Mr. Blank, Mrs. So-and-so, yeah. Miss So-and-so. Like I've never, I just never call anyone that. Like that's just not really yeah. what people do, at least in our family. But I don't really feel like it's the general consensus around town. So I think that's probably where it mostly And I think matters. like if there is like, it's typically also like the less you know someone. It's based off of like how like much of a stranger are they and then like what is your relationship to them. I guess it's like the same thing. Um, but like if it's a neighbor that you've never met before, then you're like, oh, like that's Miss Johnson across the street. You would be like, oh, like that's Katie across the street. Yeah, you know what I like, mean? Who's that? So like that's like the Johnson family, you know? They're the Johnson. Then that's Miss Johnson, Mrs. Johnson. So yeah, I think it probably just is different based off of where people live and what they grew up with. Okay. My first one. Some people, I will say, just like to this person's point, some people get very offended. I know. know? Kind of like you can't really control how someone else perceives what you're going to do. That's, I was going to kind of go on a tangent, but I was like, I'll let it be. Go but on. If someone goes, if someone lives in the South and grows up in the South, no matter what your experience was growing up, if you don't call someone by like sir or ma'am or Mr. Or Mrs., like in their experience, that means it's, you're being somewhat disrespectful. You can't really change mm-hmm. their perception of that. So I, there's just going to be a mismatch no matter what. Like, I read that and I see that and I'm like, I don't see any disrespect with calling someone just by their first name. Like, it's your first name. So obviously, like Sierra said, in certain contexts, it makes more sense to go one way or the other. But eventually... Like you meeting someone, you know? I guess, like, introduce yourself how you want to be referred to. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Someone said, there are no rules for dating. I often hear from people or read online that you should do this or that and never do this or that in order to keep someone interested in you. I think if someone is really interested in you, it doesn't matter where you go for a first date, what questions you prepared to fill a moment of silence, or whatever else you think is necessary for a good date. 
with the right person you can literally just sit in an empty room on two chairs and it will still feel right and if someone rejects you because of these things you would have never been a good pair anyway i feel like in some ways this makes sense i do agree on the basis of like if you are going on a date with like the right person then like what you're doing and like what you're talking about won't really matter because like there's a vibe that you're feeling i still feel like you can't just say there are no rules for dating like i would say there are rules for dating and if you don't follow them like you're gonna have a really hard time like sure if you maybe find like the one because everyone maybe has like the one for them and maybe this other one person like completely also disregards any quote-unquote rules that people have set for dating but like a vast majority of people are going to have like a bare minimum set of expectations which you could classify as rules for dating. We live in a society. And if you don't follow them, like, you're just going to have a harder time. So, like, it's probably, like, most people, not everyone's going to follow this, but it's, like, most people, like, the standard is, like, the guy should ask the girl out. The guy, if he asks you on a date, should be the one paying. Like, the th- traditional things that people do when they're first starting to date. If a guy is very, like, anti that or not following protocol protocol (laughs) a lot of girls are going to probably not be interested obviously though if the guy if the guy is super interested in the girl maybe he'll be like well of course i'll do xyz whatever yeah i don't know i just feel like you can't do a blanket statement of like there are no rules for dating i'll see what other people say though um there are no codified rules about dating that everyone recognizes. True, but there are some generally accepted practices which a lot of people follow. Um, each person has their own rules, boundaries. If we can agree to respect each other's boundaries, then we can sit in an empty room. Um, maybe not, but general guidelines are appreciated in the vast majority of people. Like, I feel like... Yeah. You want to know, like, what you're getting yourself into. Like, dating is already, like, a vulnerable enough state to be in or, like, just a thing to do. And so, like, having some sort of, like, okay, I've gone on, you know, dates before. This is what happens. Like, it can be comforting. Versus, like, some guys are like, I just thought we could sit here and talk. Some people do that for a date. But if you're, like, not anticipating that, you'd maybe mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'm a little thrown by that. Yeah. So. Or like, again, sitting and talking is what most people do during a date, just like with other stuff that you're also like doing, mm-hmm. whether it's eating, you set up a picnic, you go mini golfing. Anyway. Next one I have, assuming you're done with that mm-hmm. topic. Carpets are gross and it's weird that people are as comfortable with how little they clean them compared to hardwood. Most people I know, including myself, mop on a pretty reasonable schedule and sweep fairly often, but for as much dirt, dust, and debris carpets get exposed to, it's insane how normal it is for vacuuming to be the only routine cleaning people put into their carpet. Owning or using a carpet cleaner is so uncommon that people will rent one to do any sanitary maintenance on their carpet, if at all, and the most often I've heard anyone say they use something like this is once or twice a year. Um, that's most of it, because they're just otherwise going off on how gross ca- carpets are. I do in some ways agree with this. I also feel like for better or for worse, it's like out, out of sight, sight, out of, out of mind. mind. I can see the dirt, the dust, the grime on my hardwood floor. I also feel like 
you know, yes, maybe not everyone's renting like a carpet cleaner once or twice a year, but like if someone spills something on their carpet or has like something like actively like this gross thing just happened, mm-hmm. I do feel like people will get out like whatever cleaning things they have on hand and like at least focus on said spot that is the issue. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, yeah, the vacuum is probably going to be the best you get. Yeah. I mean, we lived here for a year and a half. The only thing I've done is vacuum. Yeah. No scrubbing or nothing. And I'm I'm fine with that <laughs> right now. Um, Let's see what some comments say. Um, it's one thing if you don't wear shoes and extra careful of food, but that's not the norm. I think they're responding to that. Because I know a lot of times hardwood floor is more heavily trafficked with shoes on. Like, we don't really typically wear shoes upstairs where our Mm -hmm. carpet is. And, like, the hardwoods on the main floor, like, there's just more traffic, more going inside, outside. And then we typically take our shoes off. So I just feel like the hardwood also just gets dirtier. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My next one. Women are less emotionally mature than men. This person said, I'm tackling this from a Western perspective. So in cultures where women are still much lower status, this need not apply. Thank you. Okay. Women are less emotionally mature in nearly every respect. Women are, quote unquote, allowed to emote the full gamut in public. If a woman cries in public, sure, people might be concerned of why. But when a guy cries in public, it's more like, what the heck is wrong with that dude? Women in relationships can make arguments and decisions based purely on emotional basis. Their beef du jour could be based completely on something emotional and not logical whatsoever when a man brings up his emotions especially in regards to a problem happening in a relationship the problem is no longer the problem his emotions are now the problem what is that because so far his argument is very much one of those one things where it's like you can't use these in an argument because like nothing's actually being proven here a fallacy something like that straw straw man fallacy let me google this one of those fallacies anyways when a man brings up his emotions i already read that when a woman has a problem in a relationship no matter how emotionally they bring it up a guy has to hear talk it through solve and move on vice versa a woman tends to see a man's emotions as some sort of threat a foreign invader that must be argued against i didn't mean to make you feel that way that's not what happened or instead of arguing against it dominating his emotions with bigger emotions of her own him brings up an emotion, her cries or gets angry in response, and now yet again the man has to tend to the woman's emotion because she is too emotionally immature to handle her own, especially in the face of someone else's emotions. Women are constant, constantly telling men, share your feelings, but then we are punished for it in some way, shape, or form. Either, as I said earlier, I have to tend to women's emotions because of the emotions we brought up, or a woman shut down in the face of our emotions. Either way, leaving us feel like it was better to never have said anything at all. Okay, before jumping, you know, all the way into that, I did pull up the, what a straw man fallacy is. I don't think this applies in this scenario. Um, A straw man fallacy occurs when someone distorts or exaggerates another person's argument and then attacks the distorted version of the argument instead of genuinely engaging. So the example is, I think pollution from humans contributes to climate change. And then the person attacking with the straw man argument says, so you think humans are solely responsible for extreme weather? What about volcanoes? Are we to blame those two? Okay. So, well, maybe not it's not applicable. that. But 
I feel as though this person has like a perception of men and women's emotions that does not align with my own perception. You should speak your mind. In the sense that I think they are lying. <laughs> um, they talked a lot about how like when men like show emotion, women feel the need to like say like, well, stop feeling emotions, right? Did they not say that? What do you say? Like when men show emotion women's response is to be like well don't show emotion he was saying that he feels like women get emotional at a man's emotions and then the man has to then tend to woman the woman's emotions before like being able to actually like fully share his thoughts i feel like here's a couple things and obviously like this is all very like personal and like your personal experience and what you view as being an appropriate emotional response versus not the one thing that I would say, I don't know if this is like what's happening in this situation, but like anger and frustration can be an emotion. A guy could have those set emotions and don't view that as being emotional. Is that what you're saying? Or no, you're saying I feel like they view that as being like, this is their emotional response. And they're always like being told, or he's saying women say, share your feelings. But it's like, I would agree. It's not uncommon for like, let's say if a man's like raising his voice in an argument or something, not that Instant woman can too. Not that a woman can't do that too, but yeah, like a woman, I could see, envision a woman getting emotional and like crying or being upset about said emotional response from the man. So I think it's about, like that's an instance where I could like, I could see that happening and then maybe the man feels like I now have to like tend to you, but I kind of feel like if you are doing your best to share your emotions like verbally and explain how you're feeling and not making it so much about like tone or like tearing down whoever it is you're talking to I feel like you should be able to work through and actually have the conversation which is probably like both of your goals I also do feel like these are if we're all talking about like emotional reactions and responses in theory like those are hard to control whether you're like a man or Mm -hmm. a woman and so like if a man like has an emotion of you know anger or whatever that causes him to then raise his voice how can you then be upset if like the woman that you're talking to has another emotional response and response to your emotion where like now she's upset and then like what's your response on top of that Mm -hmm. if you feel like you know oh now it's my job to like make her feel better you don't have to in theory yeah (laughs) you could say like you're emotional you could feel your emotional response to that could be i'm annoyed by you that's not emotion, but I don't know. I don't feel like that makes one sex more or less emotionally intelligent than the other. Yeah. Um, some people are also saying like you associate demonstrating emotions in public as emotional immaturity when the ability to demonstrate emotions safely is a defining characteristic of maturity. Which mm-hmm. makes me think this is a projection from a very insecure man. <laughs> That's what they said. He's <laughs> like, I'm quoting someone else. This is not what I said. Um, yeah. Okay. Next one I have. Shoveling snow is fun. Anyways, I've always heard uh, of this as an annoyance or even a reason not to live around here. Why move up north 
where you have to shovel your driveway just to leave the house. And I get that in worse areas where it's an everyday thing, it might suck, but shoveling the driveway from time to time isn't that bad. I'm all nice and bundled up in my coat and gloves. I have music or a podcast in my earbuds, and there's a gentle, serene nature to the world when the clouds are blocking out the light and the only sounds are passing cars and the very faint sound of snow falling on the ground. It's very peaceful, and I look forward to it. I do not agree. Good for this person. I'm glad they I have disagree. found solace. Mostly, here's my issue. Because, like, it's usually cold when you go out to shovel, I, like, get bundled up because I don't want to be out there cold. And then I'm in the midst of shoveling, and then I start overheating so badly but i can't go in and like change what i already put on so then i'm like my my arms are sore my back is sore even though i try my best to keep my form no decent. my i but always like, get like a especially if the snow is wet like my back yeah because i'm always going like one-sided and then i get like a i don't know if a stitch is like the right word but like i get like ooh, i can feel my back is tweaked a little bit um someone said depends on the total inches that over six is it's exhausting you gotta get like if it's gonna be snowing up a storm it's supposed to start snowing here soon you gotta get out for six to nine inches oh my god (laughs) and especially like if it's overnight that is the worst because then you have to get up earlier like monday during the day so like that's kind of gonna be that could be rough for the commute home we'll see i just don't like it's supposed to snow through tuesday i swear so good luck i just don't like snow in general especially when it's in the midst of snowing like once it's on the ground and like it's been otherwise shoveled and the streets are cleared ice has or the salt's been laid out i'm like okay whatever it can stay when it's on the roads and on the sidewalks in my driveway i'm annoyed i do listen to like music or podcasts usually like it can be an okay task but it's not something i would say is fun i'd rather not do it Okay. My next one is, I don't get how one can feel lonely in a big city. I'm coming from a small city in Sweden, so if I'm just very wrong, please enlighten me. But the way I see it is, when I Google communities and groups interested in things that I'm interested in, I never get them from for my city. I get them for Stockholm. I get them for Gothenburg. I get them for big cities, because duh. So, so many people live their course... Hold on. Um, so, so, so many people live there. Of course, there's lots of groups holding various events for thousands of different interests. How come some of y'all stay at home in your apartments in your big cities feeling lonely? Just Google X things to do in Y <laughs> city and I guarantee that you'll find at least a very small group sharing your interests. That's funny. Um, they're probably correct in that finding your community is a lot easier in a big city, but I feel like it still doesn't tackle just like human nature of like wanting to or even if you find like x group to go hang out with every monday or tuesday night or whatever it is like you don't know like the level of those connections people are going to build with people and i feel like going to translate from not having like deep connections even with just like a few people and so like they might go to a group every day of the week stuff you know and it might help like decrease feelings of loneliness but i feel like true loneliness is when you don't feel like you have actual deep emotional connections with people and i feel like you can honestly confound your loneliness if you feel like you're surrounded by all these people going to all these groups and you still feel like you don't have that mm-hmm. deep connection because then you're, you're probably, like, like you start why am i being lonely? like why am Is i the me? problem yeah so i 
I understand the sentiment, but I think some loneliness just some like can happen people. to anyone. Surrounded by people, but none of them are my friends. When you have problems, you have nobody to lean on. When you have a birthday, you have nobody to celebrate with. Sure, you can go to a book club or book reading club and enjoy that, but will they celebrate your birthday with you? Will they be there when your mother dies? Oh my Aww. god, that makes me like that was beautiful. So, <laughs> what we said, but more eloquent. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. You on the next one? Sad or slow songs should be played way more often. In all places where popular music is played, radio concerts, parties, I think sad and or slow songs should be played way more often. People will say it kills the mood or whatever, but I think it does the opposite. People bond over shared sadness more than anything. And in some instances, no, I was going to bring this up. Shallow. (laughs) Yes. I was like, that's why I was like, honestly, yeah. I agree with this. When we were in. I was just having a a memory. When we were. Don't be wrong. Do I go out a lot? No. And like when I go out and there's like nice, upbeat, fun pop music, like that can be a lot of fun. But the most fun that I had. When we were in San Antonio with our PT class, we were all out at a bar, was when they played Shallow over the speaker, and just, like, everyone's, like, hands on like, their shoulders, like, swaying back around. and forth, like, belting out this song. It was beautiful. It was a very human, human <laughs> connection, yes. human experience. And so, I agree with this. I think it has to be a song that you, like, can belt, Yeah, though. and it has to be, like, obviously still popular enough where, like, people know it, and, like, there's going to be certain slow songs where that works like better Like Bad for. Day. I feel like yeah, Bad Day would I was, work. I was going to bring that up. I was like, that's like, I, I call it my soul song because like, I don't really know what else to call it. And I, I haven't listened to it for a while, but it's just like one of those things where it's like, it's a slower song. I feel like most people's soul songs, it needs to be like a slower song, but it's just like one of those songs you can belt out, has a little bit more meaning than just like your pop stuff. And bad day is mine i wish that i had like a video like recorded of that moment like when we were all singing shallow i wonder if anyone else <laughs> i don't know no one else probably like thinks of it but i i'm just like that moment core memory core memory for me so i agree let me see if there's some uh comments someone said nope i remember when adele's music was everywhere her depressing ballads always brought the mood down <laughs> when they came on the radio i feel like everyone like Depending on the Adele song, I feel like people could, like, belt an Adele song out. Yeah. Anyways. Like, Rolling in the Deep? Right. Okay. Rewatching movies is as entertaining as watching them for the first time. Obviously, I'm talking about great movies and not those which are fun in the moment but forgettable in the long term. What I love about rewatches is that there's no such thing as expectations for a movie. You already know what kind of plot and directing style you're getting into so personally it feels like you're a bit more immersed into the world um you're with these already familiar characters living through the story because i already know how the movie plays out roughly scene by scene i enjoy a lot anticipating my favorite dialogue lines acting bits or the film's cinematic moments us watching all this (laughs) (laughs) i think this is true but only for movies that don't have like an insane plot twist i agree like a comfort movie for sure because then you just like get to enjoy not so much like watching it for the first time, but mm-hmm. like the small things like they just mentioned of like the anticipation of like, oh, I know this is coming up yeah. and like I'm excited for it. But when you're like watching a movie that has like a big plot twist, you I think that's not as rewatchable. Things. I also feel like, because here's the thing, I love going out and watching new movies for the first time. Rarely sometimes like I do enjoy watching a new movie here, but I know myself enough to know that usually when I'm at home, 
I'm trying to do something else in the meantime while I have just like something on the TV. So like I love like I will put stuff on that's either like live TV, like sports or something. So I don't really care that much about it or like a show I've seen a million times or a movie I've already seen before. The home is for the rewatch. The theaters are for the new stuff. Yeah. There's no other way about it. Like I cannot watch a new movie at home. I can, but we can and we have, but it's just not as like inevitably you're probably going to be like, oh, I'm like not paying attention right now. That was when we went through so much work to get our Netflix figured out with all like the stuff they had going on and ended up getting it after like, I swear, an hour of trying to get it on because Megan wanted to watch. Uh, what do you want to watch on Netflix? It was something you had already seen. I know. I'm trying to remember was what it was. Oh, set it up. Oh, it set it up. Com. And so we do all of that work. Megan, she turned it on. Like 15 minutes in, she's like on her computer, on her phone. And I'm like, are you enjoying the movie that we just did all of that work for? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, sure. And I I generally, like, I already knew the plot. and I, like, But I, I wasn't specifically watching the movie. Yeah. So it's it hard to watch background noise. a new movie at home. At least for me. I get too distracted by all of the screens yeah. yelling at me. Okay. This one's just a funny one. In thumb wrestling, people shouldn't be allowed to move their shoulders. Um, I see so many thumb wrestling matches where people writhe around like snakes, twist, turn, and generally wiggle. It makes it hard to get a tight focused shot on the action. The hands are the ring, and only the thumbs are the combatants. When you go to a WWE match, does the ring fly around at high speeds? Does the ring get involved in the fight? No. I understand that this will or that we never live we will never live in a perfect world. People keep their wrists and elbows still. All I ask is that the man is stopped at the shoulder. <laughs> you know what? I can get on board with this. Sure. You ever see like an elbow or an elbow fight? That's not a thing. Arm wrestling? Like, what are the rules for arm wrestling? Because I always feel like your elbow has to stay planted. If your elbow lifts up, like, that's not an arm wrestle like anymore. That's generally followed. You have to you have to figure out, are they, are you allowed to use your other hand? Or, you know anchor? how some, yeah, that too. That's can you anchor? Can you turn your wrist? That's another thing that people mm-hmm. have issue with. Gives you more leverage if you can twist your wrist. Okay. Saying it's too early or too late to be eating something is dumb. I'm aware some things like it's too early to be drinking beer make sense on a work day or a day where you need to have clear judgment. However, if it is a weekend or a day off where I don't have to worry about doing things, let me drink my morning beer in peace. So long as I'm not hurting myself or others, who cares? Um... It's still going to destroy my liver no matter what time I drink it. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't just apply to beer. It also applies to food and other drinks. If I want to have a burger for breakfast, it is my right to do so as a human. You might argue, but that is too much fat for the morning. But then why do pancakes and donuts exist? People seem fine with these. People also claim it's too early to be drinking soda, yet no one can give me a valid reason why. It's not hurting anyone, and soda is still unhealthy no matter when you drink it. Um, I also dislike it when restaurants also try to enforce these rules on us. I understand logistically it does not make sense to fire up the grill for the five people that want a burger at 5 a.m. And as a consumer, I have the right to choose where I get my meals. However, even in the restaurants where they allow you to get their dinner and lunch menu later in the day, employees still seem insistent I get their breakfast menu. Um, They do all-day breakfast now for the 10 people that probably want a nasty biscuit thing for dinner. It's their right to do so, and I'm not complaining about that, but why is it suddenly a sin to do the opposite? I've also heard the argument that in the summer, it is too warm outside to be drinking hot chocolate. I could see if it was 100 degrees out, but even then, it's just warm chocolate milk. I don't see the big deal. 
considering how people will drink coffee in 100 degree weather. Uh, this whole thing is just dumb and an excuse people use to judge what you're eating. Thank you for writing that. Yeah. I love the way that they wrote that. As someone who like has had unconventional breakfast foods, breakfast foods, specifically like chicken and dumplings for breakfast. Yeah. That used to be something we did. I very much and also like I kind of have like my own. You know what I think it is? I think this sentiment is shared by all breakfast haters. Probably because like we are the opposite. All breakfast lovers, they can have breakfast whenever they want. And, like, that's accepted among society. Like, oh, breakfast for lunch, breakfast for dinner. But then, like, everyone who, like, you know, if you don't like cereal, I've grown to, you know, appreciate more breakfast things. But when I was, like, younger, I hated breakfast. I would, like, find things that I could tolerate to eat. Um, But, again, that looked like, you know, me eating chicken and dumplings for breakfast. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this other person seems to share the sentiment that they do not like breakfast yeah. and want, you know, their burger or whatever. I have, I feel like I try my best to like follow certain societal rules, mostly in the sense of like my own, if I'm going to have my one pop for the day, one or two, I'm going to enjoy them later. I don't need it at like six or seven in the morning. So like that's kind of like, yes, I don't do that. Although I have before, like there's been... Not before work usually, but like if we're going on a road trip and we're leaving in the morning, guess what? Might pack one with me. So I certainly agree with this person's sentiment. Mm-hmm. I agree too. Uh, this one is another food kind of based one, similar to what they were talking about. Ice cream and iced drinks taste way better in the winter. Anything cold tastes better in the cold. Don't ask me why, it just does. Just hits different. I don't really like eating ice cream, but come winter, I've suddenly got some in my fridge. Freezer, I would guess. Um, I'm buying the ice drinks that I don't even crave or buy in the summer, but now it's a regular. I say this because people at work look at me like I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. I just have an elevated taste preference. LOL. Elevated taste preference? I mean, here's the thing. I'm not going to argue with I love you because, treat. like, I'm a sweet treat person Warm, all hot, day. Warm, hot, cold. Any time of year. So. But to say it tastes better in the winter? I don't know about that. I'm inside 99% I'm always like, of the time when I'm eating it. To be honest, I just crave what I crave no matter the time of year usually so like when it's winter it certainly doesn't stop me from getting my ice cream or anything like that so especially like I used to before I was on my strawberry acai refresher kick from Starbucks um I would get like their double chocolatey chip frappuccinos and like it didn't matter what time of year it was same could be said I guess for like the strawberry refresher it is a cold iced drink I don't care if we I like want what it, we like. It's I like the people it. who get, you know, iced coffee year round. Mm-hmm. Some people switch. They say, oh, it's it's cold now. Got to get my hot coffee. It's warm. Time to get my cold coffee. And some people say, I like iced coffee, so I'm just going to get iced coffee yeah. year round. Okay. I'm kind of trying to get picky with my, the last ones I have. I have two more. Um, I feel like, so I've only kind of read through this, but I've already read through some of the people, people's comments. And this is like, I just see people saying like weirdo or like peak red opinion or yikes. So this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but we're gonna, we'll talk through it anyways. Cosmetic surgery is unethical and insulting. I could ramble on, but I'll make it short. 
Um, also, this applies to general cases like women getting breast implants or men getting John Hansing surgery. Not like, but what if half their face is missing situations? <laughs> so they got two categories, unethical and insulting. So unethical okay. is first. Fundamentally, in human mate selection, physical features are used to determine if someone is fit to be your partner or not. It also determines what features you want your potential offspring to bear. By engaging in cosmetic surgery, you quite literally are false advertising your genetic makeup and intentionally inducing people around you in error. Um, then the insulting category. You're essentially putting down your ancestry and parents by wanting to modify your genetic makeup. It's like showing up to a family dinner. Your mother cooked a ton of food for you um, and you in front of them decide, eh, not feeling what you made, I'll order some, something from Uber Eats. Uh, this also applies to makeup where you're trying to false advertise your bone structure to the structure and looks um, and so forth. So the thing is, <laughs> let's start with, let's do the same word they did. Unethical first. They're acting like humans are one dimensional creatures who like say like me see hot person <laughs> me want to mate with them and like have no other thoughts outside yeah. of that. If you're entering into a relationship so- with someone, odds are they have disclosed any sort of work that they have had done, just as is the nature of most relationships, is that you're, you know, truthful with your past and your experiences. Mm-hmm. They'll likely see photos of you as a kid, I would guess, at some point. We'll have seen your face before you got any of your enhancements or surgery or whatever. I also don't feel like it, A, typically changes you, like, in a drastic way that's, like, who is this person? Most plastic surgeons and people who get plastic surgery don't want to look like drastically different Mm -hmm. and so i would say would have little to no bearing on like what your offspring will look like or like it won't deviate much from what you would expect Mm -hmm. based on who you're married to or in a relationship with any other thoughts from you on unethical Mm, i would say like this isn't this is kind of still what you're saying but like i think that people like we are our own harshest critics and i think that a lot of times people choose and do these surgeries because of their own insecurities are they maybe insecurities projected on them from like society possibly probably but i also feel like there's plenty of people who would be like oh like i never honestly have thought twice about your nose or your whatever have you it is that they're like super hyper focused on and it usually is like the smallest change that like makes the person who got the work done feel infinitely better and then everyone says like i can't really tell a difference Mm -hmm. or it's like minimal or so obviously it depends on the type of surgery, but like I would say 90% of plastic surgery that is done is very like minute changes. Um, what was the other one? Unethical and insulting. then insulting for your ancestry. I mean, at the end of the day, you're just doing something because you want to. Yeah. It's not meant to be. I hate my ancestors and my genetics and what my bloodline, but it just feeds back to someone is insecure about said thing if they have the means and opportunity to want to change it and they choose to do that who are we to say otherwise so yeah i would say that is an unpopular opinion so good for them okay this one all of mine i have two more and they're both pretty short this one i heavily agree with spoons spread peanut butter much better than knives and i will fight you over it Butter knives are the tool of outdated Neanderthals. They lie flat against the bread, giving you no room for, del- for delicacy. 
You must simply scrape your ugly chunk of steel against the surface, tearing up the slice and haphazardly spreading peanut butter everywhere it is not meant to go. With a spoon, us elevated spreaders achieve pure artistry. We can artfully manipulate our spread to push the peanut butter into every crevice, and at the end of the or, and at the end, we have a spoonful of peanut butter to put in our superior mouths. Amazingly, the top comment is spoons provide an uneven spread. You are inherently wrong. Hmm. I I hate using a knife to spread. But what do you usually under use? bread? Well, we've been like our spoons are usually dirty, so yeah. I have had to use a knife. I honestly, I do usually use a knife, but I would agree it's probably more so the fact that like I want to save my spoons for something that makes a little bit more sense to use a spoon for. But like otherwise, they're all gonna imagine be dirty. like toast. Toast is so annoying to like spread something on with a knife because like the knife just scrapes against it. I know it's uneven. I agree. The spoon with the little dome on the bottom goes over all the bumps and whatever and it spreads it better so i think this person someone said i think the neanderthal would be the person who's incapable of using a butter knife (laughs) dang this i guess is an unpopular opinion well i agree with this person so you're not alone last one partners should not have access to each other's cell phones hard disagree if you have done nothing wrong, you have nothing to hide. Yes, you do have something to hide. Partners should not have full access to each other's phones because no one is just partners. You are also a friend. Wait, what? what? did they just say? did they just backtrack on themselves? What did they just say? Wait, what? Let me read this again. Yeah. I was like with them and then against them and then with them and then what? If you have death- done nothing wrong, you have nothing to hide. Yes, you do have something to hide. I don't know what, what they're saying. <laughs> what? Let me just read the next paragraph. When I text with a good friend, it can be about private things. It's in the contract between friends that you don't talk about it with anyone else, not even your significant other. If partners can check each other's phones, that means I have to expect that what I text to a friend can be read by their significant other as well. It's not okay, and everyone has a duty to say no if their partner wants to check their texts. You may have nothing to hide, but your friends might. I get that. I think mostly in the sense that, like, I would just, I'd be weirded out. Not that I ever, like, intend to go through my partner's phone, but I would be weirded out if they wouldn't give me their password. Me too. Like, I'd be like, interesting. I would give you my password. It's more so, it's, I think that's, like, why we're so okay with it is because, like, in my mind, I'd have no issue giving my phone password to whoever I'm dating because, like, I don't have anything I'm trying to hide. Do I expect them to be, like, searching and scrolling through everything Like, if I walk phone? in the living room and they're just, like, scrolling through my phone? Like, no, no I don't. I don't. That I'd be would like, probably, what are you doing? I would probably be a little bit, like, what are you doing um but just like how i like they shouldn't expect me to do that to their phone either so i think it's more so like i just kind of think a little bit more broadly on like it's not so much like a distrust situation and or anything like that and i just kind of like have like high hopes for like who i end up choosing as someone to date to like not have them be a dumb person you know what i mean (laughs) same with like me so that's kind of the lens that I look at it from. Someone said, there's a difference between your partner being able to access your phone and your partner snooping through your conversations. My husband's phone is consistently dead in his truck and somewhere he doesn't even know. He reg- regularly uses mine to search for tools on Marketplace, Google, or even to make calls. Um, I don't think that anyone should have a duty to say no to their partner. People should have a choice in how their relationships are ran. Neither me nor my girlfriend check each other's phones, but both of us can do so anytime if we wanted to. 
if I ever reached for my girlfriend's phone and she quickly pulled it away, I would be rather suspicious as to why. So it seems like most people are saying, yeah. like, within their relationships, they both have access to each other's phones. But they don't regularly. But they don't, you know, it's not like, this is your phone now. Right. Which is essentially what we were saying. So. That okay. is all I had. So, I hope you had some fun ones. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did, make sure you rate our podcast wherever you're listening and we always are open to any other suggestions or episode ideas that you guys might have. Uh, the best way to contact us would be probably DMing us on Instagram, although you could also comment on our episode posts as well. Or if you're watching the YouTube video, you can comment some ideas in the YouTube comments. Otherwise, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.